What I want to... talk about. I, um, we, 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 uh, it's so funny. I, I told, uh, first service, I, again, I was thinking this in worship. I thought, man, the worship team just about preached my entire message. This is what, what's happening here. Um, we, um, we, uh, hold on. I don't think this pause was for it to get your attention. I think it was to get my attention. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been, I've been really enjoying uh, what we've been talking about um, and um, been enjoying trying to navigate what it feels like through the mental landmines of familiarity, especially if you've been, if you've brought, been grown up in the church and the subject of what Jesus has done and the atonement and some people that can put to sleep and some people it's like, uh, words, 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 words. It's too big for me. But yet, and that's what, that's probably me. That's probably, they, they, the, the staff gets on to me all the time because someone will shoot me an email and I'll just kind of, you know, skim over it. And they're like, did you read it? I said, yeah, read it. I was like, well, how come you didn't reply? I was like, oh, well, it's too many words. And they're like, oh, oh. So... So maybe this, maybe, maybe I've got to walk through some judgments that I've made of myself or whatever, that that's what, that's what I'll keep bumping into. But um, I think as a, just as a pastor and knowing the relevance of what we're talking about and knowing that the, the important, not just the importance, but the, the, the revelation of what we've been talking about, I think is my biggest concern that we would all catch, that we would all understand that we would all not just understand but that we would experience that that I think that's my that's my heart is that we experience the kingdom the kingdom was meant to be experienced love is meant to be experienced don't talk about love you don't you know you don't vote on love you you actually you, you you talk about it's the experience marriage doesn't break down because the information of love it breaks down because the experience of love So, this, um, so I'm talking about the experience. So, I, um, uh, let me pray. Hey, that's always good. We pray at the second hour, right? At the second service, we do pray. Yeah, okay, we're going to pray at the second service. Couldn't remember which service. We, I'm just totally kidding. T- if you're visiting here, God bless you. And again, if you're visiting, if you're visiting, we're so, I'm so sorry about the, 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 uh, the temperature, uh, in here because this build this these walls are not insulated and they are meant to have three units working full time to keep the the air conditioning at a at a comfortable temperature and we got two one one decided to go on strike this morning so um, got to figure it out I uh, by the way I was just watching I watched a video of of an underground church and. Um, the narrator was talking about the conditions and how it was standing room only. They didn't have enough room to sit down, standing room only. And the service lasted 12 to 14 hours a day. And uh, so whoever was narrating this, I think they were narrating on behalf of somebody else. And, 
And, and so he was talking in third person. They kept asking, I'll use the word Jim. His name, is, his name was it Jim. They keep asking Jim. You know, Jim kept asking, how long do you want me to speak? They said, uh, until you stop. And he said, no, 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 how, how long should I go? And they said, I don't, 12 hours, you know, that'll be, that'll be good, till, till 6.30 tonight. And, uh, and he realized that, that they did not have a Bible. And so they were just there going, anything you can tell us, we, we want to hear. We want to know what you're talking about. The other thing that was interesting, the other point that was interesting was where they were meeting was 120 degrees inside. And nobody, nobody moved. Yeah. So, you know, in order for that to happen for me, I think the God of convenience is going to have to be knocked down and, you know, taken out. And uh, so I'm just like, wow, Lord. Uh, So anyway, I don't mean that as a heavy. I'm talking to me. So anyway, let me pray. Can I pray? So Father, Lord, we come before you. We're so grateful we get to come before you because of what Jesus has done, we were alienated. There was, we didn't have a chance to come before you. We, we didn't have a chance to find you. It takes God to find God. And Lord, it, 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 we're so grateful that you reached out to us first and drew us to yourself. Otherwise, we would be lost, helpless people looking in all the wrong places for you. But you found us. Lord, your word says that, that you chose us. We didn't choose you. You chose us. So, Lord, we are, we are so grateful, so grateful, Father. Abba, so grateful. Jesus, we are so grateful. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. Come to this, come to this place. Holy Spirit, come. Come. I know you're here. Come even more. Even more. Holy Spirit, Come. We welcome you. We welcome you. I ask, Lord, that you would do something for us that we can't do. I ask, Lord, that you would cause us to retain spiritual truths. In our flesh, we can't do it. We, we just, we can't do it. We're not made up that way. But, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that, it, that, that our spirits do. Our spirits can catch what's being said. And for those of us, Lord, I, I, I ask where where the enemy would try to come in and stop up our ears, and then I'm just going to say, in the name of Jesus, because of that name, uh, you're dismissed from stopping up people's ears, from stopping up our ears. Uh, from the one who cu- comes in and tries to twist words, in the name of Jesus, you're dismissed from that assignment. We declare an open heaven, an open place where the Spirit of God can come freely. Lord, we are hungry. We are thirsty. We we know that there's more and we want more. And Lord, I'm so grateful for the alignment that is happening between earth and heaven, between our hearts and your hearts and your hearts and our hearts, Lord. Give me the right words to say, Lord, and give us ears to hear. And I ask again for wisdom and revelation working together to be able to take what's being said. And Lord, would you disseminate the truths that we're going to read about and would you break them down into the soil of our heart for your name's sake. 
for the glory of Jesus, everything that he's paid for, Lord, we, we align ourselves. We want to see that come to fruition. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you, um, if you have your Bibles, you want to get them out because this is going to be a word-heavy day. Word-heavy. Word um, which is good. This is all good. So again, just for the sake of some of us that are so clever, uh, whenever we hear or see redundancy, you know, we just, our mind has a tendency to kind of go, oh, got that, saw that. Just tell your mind, if it does that, that you don't have it. Just because we know something doesn't mean we've experienced it, and just because we know something doesn't mean that there's not more to know and experience. So... I don't know if I'm going to use this or not. I think I will. But just so we're all on the same page, this is the throne of God. I know you probably thought it was a little more than that. But, you know, just, I'm just kidding. This is, are you guys with me? Have you guys, have you guys been to this service before? Is this, um, so this is Psalms 89.14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. All right, I'll go back. The foundation of this chair are its legs. Psalm 89, 14 says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. The government of God sits on a throne that is uh, administering righteousness and justice. It's upholding righteousness and it's administering justice. And which is a great thing because God's a just God. He's a fair God. That's good, that's good news for us. It's good news for you. There's a third party that got invited to this thing. His name is the devil. And he also stands at this throne. And based on the righteousness and justice, he accuses you and me to God. Did you see what Jeff has done? Have you seen? Can you go let him get away with that? And God is up here going, well, according to justice, something's got to be done. So God, in his infinite mind, in his forethought, in his, in his brilliance of creativity, found a way around, not, not, not a way to bypass the justice system, but the, a way to overcome it. And it was through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus. So we've, we've talked about that. And uh, so today, we're going to pick up with that. I, I want to pick up with that. And I, this might be, you know, I've got several. This might be one of my 2019 verses of the year. But it's so prevalent with what I feel like and so central to what the Lord keeps pointing to. And he, he keeps pointing to go and speak the whole message of this life. This, the whole message. Life is 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 capitalized, so it's referring to deity. Speak the whole message of Jesus. And, um, uh, you know, again, not, not just, just to reiterate, I don't know who's been here and who hasn't, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that all of us are in the same boat, so I'm gonna take some of you that's heard this and bring it forward, and some of you that have it, this might be new to you. But the whole message of this life is really important because what it's telling us is that the Holy Spirit is pointing to something, hey, Jeff, you might be familiar with just a part of the message of this life, which we've, that's what we've been looking at, which, which I have been. 
I'm, a part, I'm really familiar with, with the forgiveness of sin side of things, which, which refers to the, the inner man. I understand that. And we're, we begin, we are looking at that Jesus also paid for the outer man. Same payment. Just same coin, just a flip side of the coin. And that's the one that we kind of have a problem with because, A, I'm not sure, at least I didn't. I, I wasn't taught that, that, that it was actually, you know, paid for. I, just taught, I was just taught that healing is a part of his will if he wants to. And, um, <clears throat> and so, you know, it's okay. Um, well, just, to, you know, just, I'm just relearning. And so what I'm seeing is, is like, no, 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 no. Actually, Jesus paid for both, the inner man and the outer man, and, uh, which is also good news. So I... Um, so with that, we had talked about last week with your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 16 and 17. That Matthew says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were under the power of demons, and he drove out the spirits with a word and restored to health all who were sick. And so Matthew has given this account of a day or actually an evening in the life of Jesus. Once word got out that everyone could come to him and get prayer and get healed, they came out by the droves. So on the one hand, when we read this, it's kind of easy as a, as a Christian, as a believer to understand, okay, yep, yeah, I could see where God, Jesus, the Son of God, could act in the office of the Son of God and everyone that comes to him would be healed. And so he'd go by and be healed, blindness be healed, deafness be healed, cataracts be healed, diabetes be healed, cancer be healed, leukemia, it doesn't matter. Just healed, 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 boom, boom, boom. And it's, for us, we're like, yep, that's him. That's the God I serve. That's him. Isn't he amazing? And he is. Then the next, but the thing that throws it off is, is the next verse says, And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. So if you're not careful in the attempt to get through the chapter, like me, you can bypass this verse for years. Thinking that even though it's like, I'm not really sure why Matthew put that in there, it seems a little like it's, forced, but I guess the two go together. And they do, but there's something if we slow down that he put these two together because he's actually making a point. And he's pointing to the atonement of Jesus in this verse. About to unplug the whole building. He's talking about the atonement of Jesus. And so the fact that he points back to a prophecy in Isaiah and marries it to the activity of what Jesus is, ha- is, what is currently doing. He's, he's actually pointing to something. He's actually saying, Jesus is actually, uh, he was fulfilling a prophecy, yes, but there's another aspect to the fulfillment because we have to understand the fulfillment. The, the, why is he fulfilling? How can he be fulfilling? Let me, ask, let me say it like this. So he's acting as the son of God in, in the healing, right? He's healing. But this, he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took 
Now, who is that? Well, it's still Jesus. But now he, what he's pointing to is the purpose for which Jesus came. The purpose for which the Son of God, the Son of Man, came was to step in for mankind and to be their atonement. He came here in order to be a substitute for man. And so as the substitute or as the atonement, it says he took, I'll take the blindness, I'll take the deafness, I'll take the cancer, I'll take that curse, I'll take that curse. I'm paying for this, I'm paying for this, I'll pay for this, I'll pay for this, I'll pay for this, I'll pay for this. Oh. And that's what I want us to look at. This, the things that we are looking at and teaching and studying, it is adding teeth to our worship. It's giving us not just someone to focus on, but we're beginning to see the facets of who we're focusing on and what he's done and what he continues to do. What he did was in past tense, but what he does is in present tense. So where I want to go today is I want to talk about this word right here that we read about all the time, and it's one of those shuns, redemption, salvation, vacation, Adoration, institution, no, I'm sorry. Uh, but one of these words, redemption. So when we read about redemption, we need to know that what the author is talking about, he's talking about purchasing. He's talking about buying back, okay? So we need to, we need to understand that whole thing because it, that's another term that's real easy for us to gloss over and miss the gravity of what is happening, especially when it comes to the sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus was here. He was here in order, yes, to remove the curse, to take, to take the sicknesses and, and all that. He was also here to buy back what had been lost at the fall. When Adam and Eve initially sinned, they lost, they lost the farm. And Jesus was here to actually buy back for mankind, and we're gonna look at what, what, what all was lost. He was actually here to buy back, to purchase. What, what well, we're gonna look at that in just a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> so, Ephesians 1, 7. If you're, please, please don't, please don't rely on your memory. Please write this down. Please take a picture of it. Do something, do something different. Don't, don't. Please, please look at this. In him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. I've already promised so much stuff throughout this whole teaching. I probably, but one of the things I'd like to talk about, the forgiveness of sins actually affects the outer man. When we read forgiveness of sins, we immediately equate it to our inner man, and it is. But there's an outer man consequence that sin actually affects. And when he, affect, when, he, when he forgives the inner man, it affects the outer man. 
In James, it says, uh, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And if anyone has sinned, he'll be forgiven. So there's this, Jesus said to, to, uh, to the religious leaders when they, when they uh, brought in the paralyzed, or when they lowered the paralyzed man down through the roof, and he said, son, your sins are forgiven. And then someone said, no one can forgive sins except for God alone. And he's like, which, what? Wait, which one's easier? To say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? And what he's, what he's referring to is, is I paid for both. Sins are forgiven, get up and walk. Which one's heavier? Which one is easier for you to believe? Ah, oh, that's the question. Well, it's easier for me to believe my sins are forgiven. Great. Actually, to be healed, body being healed, I paid for that as well. So he's going, which one's easiest? So he paid for both. In him, we have redemption through his blood. In him, through the price of the blood of Jesus, that, that, even, that sounds so, like, wow. How do you put those, how do you put that terminology together? Through the price of the blood of Jesus. That means that the blood is actually a currency. It's not the price, through the price of a bar of gold, through the price of the, do, of the American dollar, through the price of the Japanese whatever. But in him, we have redemption. We've been bought back. What was the currency? Something had to be traded. the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. I read this a few months ago, so I'm going to repeat this. I probably should have made a slide out of it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Faith begins where the will of God is known. It is impossible to boldly claim by faith a blessing which we are not certain that God offers because the power of God can only be claimed where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. It is impossible to boldly claim by faith a blessing which we are not certain that God offers. Because the power of God can only be claimed where the will of God is known. What does that mean? That means that our faith rests in the will of God. Our faith doesn't rest in our desires. Our faith does not rest in our good intentions. Our faith rests in the will of God. What is the will of God? Well, that's why we have to look at the word of God to find out. That's where our faith rests. You have permission to say amen and you know, stuff like that. Okay. So, where I want to go today is I want us to look at, there are uh, seven redemptive names of God. I want us to look at these. The reason that I want to look at these is there are, there are several there are several names of God, okay? But there are only seven 
redemptive names of God. And every time he uses these redemptive names, it's in reference to his dealings with man. He doesn't use them for anything else. It's only for men, for man. What that tells me is, is that his heart and compassion and his intentions are all about our redemption, our, our being bought back. The things that we've lost, he's wanting to buy back. The thing about it is, none of us in this room can afford them. That's the thing. We can't afford it. We can't afford this purchase. And he stepped in and said, I'll purchase. I can afford it. Each of these seven names are given for a specific purpose, okay? Remember when, I want to have a box, like a 45-inch by 27-inch Ark of the Covenant, where the Lord said, "Uh, I, I will meet you there. Build me this sanctuary, I will meet you there. From there, I will talk to you. From there, I will give you my instructions from there. We're finding out that in the Old Testament, Jesus says, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. But they only tell of me. They tell of me, but you won't come to me to receive. When he says, I will meet you there, From there, I will give you my instructions. From there, I'll give you my directions. That there in the New Testament is a person. In Jesus, I will meet you there. In Hebrews 1, it says, uh, Hebrews 1.1 talks about, uh, long ago, God spoke to us in many ways and many portions through the prophets. Verse 2, it says, in these days, he has spoken to us in the person of a son. He has spoken to us the, the real, in son, S-O-N. Same thing, I will meet you there, in son. From there, I will talk to you. From there, I will give you my directions. Where? Through my son. Oh, this is gonna, this is, it's gonna get good. So, the first redemptive name of God. So, these redemptive names, so I'll probably, you know, I won't say that. The first redemptive name is this word right here, <clears throat> the name Jehovah Shammah. It's found in Ezekiel forty-eight thirty-five, and it means the Lord is there. That verse reads like this. And from that day, the name of the city will be, the Lord is there. What is that talking about? The presence of God. The presence of God, what we just, when you you come into this house, we get more, more people say, wow, can really feel the Holy Spirit. I can really feel the presence of God. I can really feel the, it's amazing. That's why I love to come here because you all follow the presence of God. That is one of the byproducts of the atonement. 
when man fell, he was immediately absent of the presence of God. Hell is actually the absence of the presence of God. In Matthew 28, 20, Jesus says this, be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What's he referring to? Jehovah Shammah, the presence of God, I'm with you. He purchased this with his blood. Okay. Look at what Paul says in Ephesians 2.13. At one time, you were far away from God, but now you belong to Christ Jesus. He spilled his blood for you. That has brought you near to God. See how the enemy tries to trick us? He tries to make it all the emphasis be on us. What we've done, what we haven't done. No, it's the acceptance of what Jesus has done. He made a payment I could never afford. Oh. The next name is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Peace is actually a big deal. Peace is actually a weapon. Scripture says the Lord will soon crush Satan, or the, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Peace is a big deal. And the reason that man was separated from peace, you know why we know that? Because in Isaiah 53, 5, says the punishment for our peace he took. We could not have gotten peace except for a payment of punishment be made. And Jesus said, I'll take, I'll take that. The punishment for our peace was actually put on him. In Colossians 1.20, says, and through him, which is Jesus, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Therefore, Romans says 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, having been put right by faith, I, we now have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace that you have with God only comes through what Jesus has done. So I, I, I'm hoping that some of us that are struggling with condemnation and are struggling with guilt and are struggling trying to get out of this pit that we're in, we can't get out. I'm hoping that the truth of what I'm talking about is actually going to pull, help pull that or help help. Uh, uh, neutralize that voice of condemnation. The enemy is pointing, trying to get you, 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 me, me, me. And, and the, the, what we're reading about is no, 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 it's him, him, him. The third one is, the very familiar one, the Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23, 1. 
This was actually one of the benefits of the atonement. Well, you say, Jeff, I thought he was a shepherd. I mean, I thought he is all, why is that such a big deal? Well, you, according, we didn't know this, but scripture says that the way that you actually become a shepherd is that you lay down your life for the sheep. And so Jesus actually became the shepherd when he laid down his life for the sheep. He says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That privilege that we get to call him shepherd, he purchased in the atonement. Everyone say, ah, ah, ah. sorry. <coughs> My sheep died. <clears throat> the next one is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And this is coming from Genesis 22.8. This is where Abraham uh, had taken Isaac the promise, the promise of God. Abraham had taken Isaac and, was, and the Lord told him to sacrifice him. And so even though he couldn't put it together, it's like, okay, well, I'll obey. And the Lord saw what was really in his heart was to obey him. He actually stopped the sacrifice and, and, and actually rescued him. But, but on the way, Isaac asked Abraham, you know, hey, where's the, where's the sacrifice? And he said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. Jesus was the offering for our sin that provided for our complete forgiveness. Jehovah provides. It's like, well, what do we do? We believe. Next one is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner or our victor. And this is taken from Colossians 2, 15. It says, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and shamed, he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Listen to this. I'm gonna read a, a verse. I'll go back one verse in 14. It says of the same chapter, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us. Who, who's making these decrees? the adversary, making decrees. He was so spot on that we were all in debt. It says here of Jesus, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When? He disarmed the rulers and authorities. He made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. But thanks be to God, he gives us, thanks be to God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So Isaiah saw this and he said back in the Old Testament of this right here, no weapon formed against you will succeed. Why? Because Jesus is our victory. Jesus is your victory. Jesus is our victory. Jesus is my victory. Therefore, no weapon that's formed against you will ever succeed because of what he's done. He did that in the atonement. Number six, Jehovah said, can you, the Lord, our righteousness. Jeremiah 23, six. 
Jeremiah 23, 6 says this. Now his name, now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. We're gonna, I'm gonna explain that in just a second. In Romans 5, 17, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man. All who receive it. Do you remember I spoke uh, a few weeks ago about Jesus and um, uh, he was on, got up one morning and went over, was on his way somewhere and was stopped by a fig tree and the fig tree didn't have any fruit so he cursed it. We're like, ooh, wow, someone get him a burrito or something. He's, <laughs> Jesus is hungry. He wants his breakfast now. It's like, what? Why is he doing that? He was doing that. That was a prophetic act because what he was doing, if you go back to Genesis chapter three, when the fall of man happened, the first thing they did after they took a bite of the fruit was they realized they didn't have any clothes. They were naked. And they were so ashamed that they were naked that they immediately tried to fix it and they took fig leaves and sewed them together to make a covering. And Jesus cursed that because he said, I'm your righteousness. I'm your covering. You can't cover yourself. I'm going to be your covering. I'm your righteousness. This is part of what happened in the atonement. And what that means is, is all of the evil do by justice. All of the evil do by justice. You've committed, Jeff, you've committed evil. You are due justice. Everything that, that I was supposed to get came on him. So that through righteousness, all the good due to his sinless obedience, which is righteousness, came on me, came on you. It's called the exchange. This, this makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Why? Why did God do that? He never, doesn't explain it. For some people, this is an offense. Their mind is offended. They cannot... Does it make sense? They cannot. In order to accept this, you have to go low. You don't step over this, you go under this. So the Lord our righteous, the last one, Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. Or I am the Lord that heals you. This is, this is a purchased, this is something that was lost in the atonement. Jesus comes back to earth in order to heal as a son of God and in order to take the punishment as a son of man. I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. I'm your physician, I'm your healer. Exodus 15, 26 <clears throat> He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you, or I am the Lord your physician. This covenant, this is the covenant that he is making with his children. 
It's a covenant of healing. The fact is this, this is the very first covenant revealed to Israel after they had crossed the Red Sea was the covenant of healing. Now, I want us to look at the verse right before that. So what had happened was, let me set the stage, is uh, Israel had been out wandering in the desert for three days. They didn't have any water. They finally, finally found a place that had water, but the water was, was poisoned. And so they cried out. They cried out. So they cried out to Moses. He cries out to the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. Let's look at that word ordinance. So just to put it in perspective, Franklin, uh, or, and probably Nashville, has a city ordinance. The city ordinance is, is um, uh, the city ordinance is one that bans smoking from almost all restaurants in our city. That's an ordinance. He is instituting an ordinance of healing. Look at the symbolism. He showed him a tree. What's the significance of the tree? Later, his son would hang from a tree. And he is saying, back over here, this tree is designed to remove the bitterness and the poison of your life. Hmm. He has made an ordinance of healing for us according to his atonement. He took away our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. That's what it's based on. Okay, look at this. In James 5, James points to the ordinance. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. There's the ordinance anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. This is a positive ordinance of healing in Jesus' name that is just as sacred and binding today as the ordinance for water baptism or the Lord's Supper. Prayer offered in faith. Well, there's that, there's that word again. Because when we read that, it's like, oh, Lord, I'm to belly up here again. Prayer offered in faith. Faith in what? Well, up until now, we, we, we have a tendency to associate the faith as our faith. The prayer offered in faith. Faith in what? Well, I guess my faith. If I have enough, then it should happen. If, it does, if I don't have enough, it won't happen. Look at my track record. Obviously, I haven't, haven't, I haven't had enough. It's like, no. It's a prayer offered in faith over what he's done. Remember, Jeff, you couldn't make that payment. Oh, that's right. You didn't have the currency. Oh, that's right. There's another verse that we looked at some time ago in this series where it's talk, in, in Psalms where it says, no man can pay for the life of another man. So that, that, that it's, it's impossible. But Jesus has done that. It's faith in what he has done. 
he is still moved today by his compassion to provide for all the need, that all that need him as the one who is ever-present, peace, shepherd, provision, victory, righteousness, physician. These are the seven blessings purchased by his death on the cross and they are revealed to us through his redemptive names. So not only are these the names, this is actually the attitude. The name is reflective of his attitude. His name is reflective of the redemptive attitude that he has towards man. Let's stand on it. If you would, let's stand. The one thing that I'm sure of, that what is being preached is the absolute word of God. It is true. And the same things that, it, that he atoned for then, he's atoned for now. And the, same, the things that we are crying out for, that we want to see that only he can do, he's going to do. I, 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 will, I, I, am, I, am, I am absolutely convinced of that. I think the thing that we do is we hold true to the course, which what is that? We continue preach, preaching the word even though it might supersede our experience. So much of our belief system has been relegated to our experience. Let me just tell you, the word, it's, it's, the word of God surpasses my experience. It surpasses your experience. Don't, don't allow your experience to undermine the truth of the word of God. There's a muscle. We have to use a muscle. It's a muscle called faith. I will believe what he says versus what I see. So I'm going to ask for the ministry team. Can you guys come up and help us pray? If you would like prayer concerning anything, we'd love to pray with you. If you'd like to pray over the air conditioning system, I'm going to agree with you in the name of Jesus. But if it would help us out if you come to this aisle over here to my right, to your left. We'll get you assigned with the ministry team. And, uh, but I want to pray over us. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, you are causing us to catch up. We are catching up to who you've always been and who you are. And Lord, I, I pray, Lord, for uh, the revelation in the name of Jesus, the revelation of the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus, Lord, to be administered in this place. I pray, I bless you. I speak a blessing on your heads. I speak a blessing on your hands. I speak a blessing on your feet. That the Lord would bless you when you go out. He would bless you when you come in. That he would bless you from top, top of your head all the way, top to bottom, because of what Jesus has done. In Jesus' name, amen.